You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Well, listen, baseball is not boring. And, you know, we have a lot of people on who epitomizes that. But there is nobody who epitomizes baseball not being boring more than Zach Fromgillo, who uh, is the community. Tell me, tell me your exact title with the Savannah Bananas. I am the director of entertainment. Of the most entertaining uh, baseball entity on the planet. <laughs> so basically what that makes you, Zach, is the most important person in baseball. So oh, that's, man, that's I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Zach, we wanted to have you on. Um, you as a representative of your organization, and we mean this uh, sincerely, that you know we're going through this week of Thanksgiving, and I just want to say that thank you. We at Baseball Isn't Boring, this, this credo, this mantra, this, this cause, all of this, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for epitomizes what this message is all about, for epitomizing really what is so important about keeping this game going. And Zach, I'm not just saying this. I'm like, honest, I honestly mean that in this year, 2022, there is no entity that did the job of spreading the message that we're talking about, a baseball isn't boring, more than the Savannah Bananas. Boom. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, I mean – if we can if we can make one more kid join baseball and and understand that you know baseball is fun it is exciting it's entertaining um and there's more than one way to go about playing baseball i think uh as an organization we we're we're pretty happy at, at that and uh our our goal from from day 1 here in in 2016 in savannah has been make baseball fun and uh you know it, it's an honor to to do that week in week out and uh truly make an experience that is fun for our fans and for people that love the game of baseball even if it is a different form of baseball or in a different version of baseball that is a little bit more driven towards an entertainment style of of game but 
we truly love the game and, and we truly love the fact that we get to bring it to so many people and, uh, and get to entertain with, with baseball, because you're right. Baseball isn't boring. And, uh, and we just love to, to make it a little bit more fun for our, for our fans. Okay. So, um, this is, so before we get to, uh, the brass tacks of everything, I, this is, I, I use this ex- example. Was it yesterday? We had, so another person that we thanked and I, we had on Rob Friedman of Pitching Ninja because I love like Pitching Ninja is, is something I said I wake up every day and I look at it and I'm like and I'm like okay you know what this is what I love about I love this element of it and I said uh, it's sort of like a speakeasy this is what we do is sort of like a speakeasy where we open the door we open the slot and we say okay tell us why baseball isn't boring and you have to give the good answer now you gave a little bit of, I I want you just to find one specific thing if you can. And say, hey, Zach, baseball isn't boring because why? Baseball isn't boring because the entertainment value is so deep. Uh, And what I mean by that in our sense here, you know, playing that different version of baseball that we call banana ball. There's so many ways to make baseball fun. And uh, that's what we try to do every day. And so baseball isn't boring because of the endless opportunities that the game offers you. Perfect. That's good. We've had some good ones, and that's that was right there. That was top five. That was excellent. Oh. <laughs> excellent. I know exactly, right? So Eduardo Eduardo Perez had one, which I I actually want to like transcribe and put in the Hall of Fame. It was, but it was like four minutes long. But it's that one's right up there. Uh, so elevator pitch, like I uh, you know I think the vast majority of baseball fans know all about the Savannah Bananas, but elevator pitch or elevator explanation exactly what the Savannah Bananas are so that we can sort of move on from there. Yeah, so the Savannah Bananas are the most fun team in sports. Uh, we we exist to make baseball fun. Uh, we like to say that it's uh, a version of the Harlem Globetrotters meets the meets WWE meets baseball. And that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's, it's a game that is, we, we play a, a different version of baseball called banana ball, which has specific rules that gets the fans involved and uh, is a little bit more entertaining for, for a casual fan and a casual night at the ballpark. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just a great time that's built around fans and a fan's first mentality of making baseball fun. And, and part of that, you know, this is sort of morphs or, or dovetails with what's going on in major league baseball. Yeah. One of the, the, the foundational elements is no games past two hours, right? Yeah, correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean yeah. there you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we play, uh, we play with nine different rules. Uh, one of them, as you said, is, uh, is two hour time limit. Every inning counts, so you're never going to get a 17-2 to two blowout and the game's over by the third inning. No, every inning counts. The party animals score two runs in the top of the first, and the bananas score three, they win a point, and the inning is over, and so it flips. So the game just continues to move along. Um, can't step out of the box. No bunting. Um, it, it, there's no mound visits. If a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. Um, there's no walks. It's considered a sprint, which is one of my favorite rules ever, which is it's just so fun to watch. It's, it's so different. Um, but we play with rules that are, um, are built to speed up the game and just make it a little bit more interesting to watch as a casual fan. Um, so what is the thing? What it, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, you know, I being a baseball fan my entire life, I was a baseball purist growing up. I didn't want the game to change, but once I got here, I understood that um, baseball doesn't have to be one dimensional. 
You know, it doesn't have to be just by the book and it doesn't have to be that traditional at all times. As long as you're putting out a product that is having fun and showing that baseball is fun, you're onto something. And I think major league baseball is starting to get there slowly, but surely. And I think it's trickling down to the little league uh, level, which was really cool this year when we had multiple kids writing in as their favorite teams was the Savannah bananas. You know, that's that, that means a lot to us as a team, just because it, it proves like, Hey, we're, we're actually impacting the world and the baseball world in just a different way. And it, it's been really exciting to see. Well, with that in mind, I'm glad you said all that stuff. Because with that in mind, what is the thing that you say of, you know, of all these rules, of all these things that we've, we've implemented, that you say this should, this should maybe not be the exactly the same in Major League Baseball, but Major League Baseball should learn from this? Um, I, you know, we get this question a lot, and I think I could go into each rule and kind of give a, an explanation of to why, um, why that rule can be implemented to Major League Baseball. But the one that I, I think I've come back to the most and, and I've stuck with isn't actually one of the rules specifically. It's actually our just how we do business, and that's the fans first model. Um, it's it's treating the fans with a, a different level of respect and love. Um, that isn't matched anywhere. You know, every ticket that is here in Savannah is $25. All you can eat food, hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken sandwiches, drinks. Like it's, it's an all inclusive ticket that truly like makes the opportunity for that family of four to come to a game, you know, and to, to really experience what we're doing here. And, um, it's that it's the entertaining from the second you get out of your car till you get home. You know, those are the types of things that I think Major League Baseball really needs to look into because right now the average ticket price is, is through the roof. And let alone if you want to get a beer at the game, I mean, you're going to have to take out a second mortgage, you know. So it's 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 sad to see and it's very difficult to grow the game with that type of, you know, ticket pricing and experience that they're providing. So the one thing I think Major League Baseball needs to learn from and, and, and kind of pull from our book is just listen to your fans a little bit more. Listen to what your fans want. I, I, I think for four years now, I've seen uh, end MLB blackouts on MLB TV and stuff like that. Like those notes that your fans are giving you, they're they're laying the foundation to make you great. You just have to take that leap of faith, and you know it might lose you a couple dollars. And that's 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 kind of the long game that we're playing at right before COVID in 2020. Great timing. We got rid of all of our advertisements in the ballpark, just leaving you know, a, a bunch of money on the table from these sponsors that are on the outfield wall. But what, what we realized was, is that our fans don't want to be sold to. They don't want to come to the ballpark and listen to that foul ball was brought to you by safe land auto glass. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to them. They don't care. They, they just want to go and have a good time. And so I think if major league baseball really took a deep dive internally and, and got back to the fundamental idea of what their product is and really just, you know, thought about it from a fan's perspective, I think they would be able to to make it the greatest game on the planet and, and really you, grow. You know, one of the things Zach, is that you talk about MLB of like taking notice of what you're doing. And I think that first of all, they have, I think that your, you know, your plans for 2023 show that. Um, but also I think the one thing, if we're going to say like, okay, one thing which MLB would look at, and say, oh my goodness, 
you know, this is, this is, there is, what is going on here? And it's the TikTok followers. Yeah. Like, honestly, it is. I mean, the fact is, is that you have, uh, you know, how many more million? So the Yankees are the top TikTok uh, the team right now, right? Correct? Yeah. Followers? yeah. I think they're around a million. And, we'll, we'll, and, we'll, you guys, and you guys are at like three million, right? Yeah, we, we, can, we can look at it. So the Yankees right now are at, um, they're at one million exactly. One million exactly, and their last post was uh, four days ago. The Savannah Bananas, which is actually pretty impressive for the Yankees, four days ago. Savannah Bananas currently have 3.7 million followers, and our most recent post was an hour ago. It's, it's, I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I think yeah, that, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I don't know if MLB, anybody MLB has sort of like slyly said, hey, what, what's going on? What are you doing? What's the secret <laughs> sauce? You know, but that, if nothing else, that should make them stand up because mm-hmm. we know that this, that, you know, they're fighting the demographic battle. Right. And at the, at the, at the, on the front lines of this demographic battle is TikTok. Right. You know? Yeah. We live in a, we live in a swipe world is what we call it. A swipe world. You can get entertainment at, at, at the drop of a hat, at a swipe of a finger, you get endless entertainment for hours. Right. And, um, that is a huge shift, you know, living in this generation of, of swiping and, uh, and fingertip entertainment, like we call it, you have to, appeal to that crowd and it comes back like just like you said is you know how are you making the game entertaining via social media um and it's not easy it's it's really not easy but it is being willing to take a a leap of faith a little bit and start to look at um you know your players and really kind of take a page out of their book and um, understand that they're people too and there's there's absolutely a character in each of those locker rooms that is crazy out there and unique and is willing to do stuff and willing to market themselves better and um you know take you know maybe it's not necessarily dancing and and the crazy stuff that we do i mean i don't expect anybody to do that but you know start try try making your players a little bit more personable don't make them uh you know just crazy celebrities that you can't have access to you know that's that's so tough for us well it's so I'd be interested to get your perspective of it because we've talked a lot about sort of the evolution of this year. You know, we did this project based on the springboard with, with Joe Kelly, a project we did, I mean, going back to January. And, you know, a big thing that Joe talks about is, you know, why are guys so guarded? Why are guys so uh, worried about being perceived? And, and that conversation went all the way to the interviews in the dugout during the postseason. Where some people like I don't like those, and but the fact that they were actually doing them was oh my goodness the players and as Joe said, it wasn't like they were there were guys looking giving the side eye down down in the dugout. Everyone accepted that, but 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 when you talk about seeing the players and being getting the personalities out of the players, I think that this is this year was a step forward, but this is still the work in progress. You had Papelbon, you had PV, you had. Uh, obviously, Bill Lee. You had guys who hey, I don't or was Reddick was there too, Reddick. right? Yeah. Am I missing anyone? Former major leaguers. Eric Burns was our head coach. Eric Eric Burns, right? So these guys get it. These guys went there. They had they had fun, 
And so, but that's where they got to get with the current players. And on every team, you might have a couple, but they're still so protective of their brands. Right. And I don't know if you agree with that or not, but that's my perception. You know, I, I it's it's tough. You know, I, I can understand both both sides of the aisle. Um, but I mean, for us, we're not really focused on that too much um, because we're very lucky and we're at a point now where the people that are coming here to play here kind of understand what they're getting themselves into. Um, and they understand that, you know, you're, you're going to have to do stuff that's out of your comfort zone and you're going to be allowed to have more fun. You know, Josh Reddick said it was the most fun he's ever had playing baseball. And I mean, that's the dude won a world series, you know, and I, I would be shocked if he like went on a very serious baseball podcast and was like most fun you ever had playing baseball. He said the Savannah bananas. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he said that, but I'm like I said, he won a world series. And so um, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head of just, you know, at least they're taking the steps of like the, the interviews from the dugouts. Like you said, those were awesome. And it was really cool to see those unique perspectives. Um, but I think they're getting there. I think they're getting there slowly, but surely, but it's going to take a team to really make a leap of faith and really start to market themselves and um, not worry too much about selling and more about just selling their experience and their players and um, letting their, letting their social media following take off because they're doing things that no other teams are doing. Well, you, you know how I know that it's, it's morphing into uh, the, the other professional leagues is as just the other day I, I saw, I, I thought it was a Savannah banana game. Whereas Drupal Cabrera tackled a guy for, for pimping a hotel, a home run. Yeah. So, that was wild. That was that right. Was, but that's, uh, that's almost something, honestly, that's almost something out of a Savannah bananas. Game, right. isn't it? <laughs> it was, that was insane. I've never seen something like that before of, of, you know, just we, we, <laughs> forward in this game of like, have fun, pimp your home run. Yeah. Yeah. For it. And then you see that it's like, Oh my gosh, that's, but but here's here's the difference is that after he tackled them in, in in a bananas game, they would both get up and start dancing with each other, correct? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, they would be a, it would be a pillow fight or something. <laughs> but so you know, you go back to the beginning, and this is what I want to talk, you know, or highlight is that you guys have had such an impact. I feel, I feel on the game of baseball in such a good way, such a positive way in the year 2022. And, and so looking back when the year started, we, we knew about the Savannah Bananas. But this year, uh, you have the ESPN thing. You know, you you obviously, I think it took a, I don't know, like, for instance, where were you on TikTok at the beginning of the year? You don't have to have exact numbers, but. It was uh, it was just over. It was actually, I know the number. It was 998,000 followers. Oh, can you imagine? So you, can you imagine that? That you picked up 2 million followers in a yeah. year. Yeah. And so I and I hate to keep coming back to the TikTok thing, but this is a microcosm of a, in so many ways of what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and so so to think back to when the year began, to where you are now, for you, I mean, it must be a tremendously gratifying, b like mind blowing a little bit, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, I came in in um in twenty twenty one. Um, at right after it was in March of 2021 is when I first started here with the bananas. And my first game was actually banana ball. And this was when we were doing the one city world tour, um, in mobile, Alabama. And I started here in Savannah and, 
uh, and fell in love with it. But it took, I mean, the, the team was founded in 2016. I want to say the first TikTok was in 2018 or 19. So it took, you know, two and a half years to build up to a million. And then we go on this world tour and we go to seven cities as opposed to one. We take this leap of faith and we do this test of like, can we take this to major league ballparks? Can we take it to minor league facilities? And can we really travel with banana ball? And we realize that not only yes, we can, but that people are really, really want it and they're dying for it. You know, we, we were almost sitting at a plateau with where we were at content wise when it came to our college league and regular baseball, you know, we, we did some crazy antics and, and, and had fun with our college team. But at the end of the day, it was regular nine inning baseball and it really limited what we could do, uh, from a content and entertainment standpoint. And so that's when we decided to go all in on this banana ball thing. And it started pretty early on with our, with our tour, with our seven city tour and our fans rewarded us immensely, you know, with, with views and following. And, you know, I think we gained, I actually remember it very clearly. It was while we were on tour, we hit 1 million and um, our office had like a party kind of like, they, they, we were still on tour, so we were kind of grinding. And so they, uh, they rewarded us with a future 1 million follower party. And before we could even do that, it was like two weeks later, we had hit 2 million. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So we not only did we gain like a couple, a couple thousand followers, we gained over a million followers in the course of almost a month. And not only gratifying, but it's also, it's, it's what I talked about earlier of listening to your fans. We listen to our fans and realize, yes, this is the future of what we're doing. It's never going to be regular baseball. It has to be banana ball. It has to be people want it and we need to take it to more people. And so unfortunately, like uh, seceding from the CPL, I think it was really upsetting for a lot of people, the CPL being our coastal plain league, which was that regular college uh, collegiate baseball league, similar to the Cape. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was sad for a lot of people, but at the end of the day, we can only have 4,000 people here in Savannah and it's very difficult to get tickets here. Now, what we get to do is if we look at the numbers of how many fans we actually went to last year with the seven city tour and our college league, it was maybe a little over a hundred thousand people, you know, Mm. now we're looking at entertaining and bringing this show to half a million people to 500,000 people this upcoming year. And and then, who, who knows what happens to the social media from there, but it is listening to our fans. And so it's just being excited of the opportunity to continue to take this to more and more people around the world. And I would imagine also the, the, the players who want to be part of it are like, is night and day. Like you just had tryouts, right? You had, yeah. uh, right. So, I mean, what were the numbers to, of, of tryouts compared to years past or, yeah. or, I mean, what was the, I mean, did you have anybody, who, who came in, who was like, you know, oh, like, wait, wait a second, you should be in AAA right now or whatever. I mean, what was what was that like after yeah. going through this whole year? Well, I, I was lucky enough to kind of, before I even was considered for the job or he had even talked to Jesse Cole, the owner here, um, I saw Dallas Braden posting saying, I'll pay for everybody's hotel and airfare to get to a Savannah Bananas tryout back in 2021 for the One City World Tour in Mobile. And I remember that pretty clearly. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Like, that's a cool gesture. And it, I don't want to say it was, it, it was just, it was just different. You know, the talent is so much different. And 
going from that one city world tour where we had our two teams and there were some fill in guys and, and, and it was, it was just a very different feel to what it is now. I mean, these guys are freaking good. They are good. <laughs> ball players. And then come to this past weekend, it, it's like, we could have had a full another team if we wanted to. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's sad because you have to say no to a lot of very good baseball players and people that are extremely entertaining at the same time. I mean, these guys are, they know what they're getting into. So they get here and they put it all on the table and they're the funniest people in the world. They're, they're having the time of their lives and they're just having fun playing baseball. And that, what, what more could we ask for them, you know? And so it's become a challenge just putting together these teams. You know, it's so hard because these guys are so good. Um, I wouldn't say anybody at the AAA or AA level. Yeah. Out, but high independent league guys, you know. The, oh, yeah. High, high, like, could get picked up at any given time are starting to say no because we offer a better experience and more and more fun and they get to play in front of more people and they really get to live out almost a celebrity dream as a baseball player here. And uh, it's really, really cool to see these guys buy in and really just own the entertainment and the fun and who we are as a, as a brand of that fans first brand model. What, like we've talked about, you've had some, some people who like some former players who obviously a lot of people know, um, but you know, and they did some <laughs> awesome. I mean, just like, again, yeah, yeah. like watching Papelbon, even just oh. like watching Papelbon lay down and roll over, like it was just like <laughs> funny to me. Um, but the coolest things. But what would be the? This is a hard one. But what of all the sort of? Um, um, I don't know how to phrase it, but of of all the the things that you did, of all the like the the uh, um, achievements, not achievements, but things that you did. I mean, set a bat on fire or whatever. What would be the the one thing that you're like, I can't believe we pulled that off? Uh, I think probably the flaming bat. Um, the flaming bat was really cool. Um, and just how that came together from the you know from the very simple. Uh, idea stage to execution and um, not telling anybody that it was happening kind of thing and really letting it be a surprise was really, really cool and exciting. And, and it brought this new idea and it's, it sparked our new ideas for this upcoming year, which is pretty exciting. Well, okay. So that said, what, what are some of the things that we can promote that, that, that are coming up for the, the year coming? It's a lot of exciting stuff. Yeah. I'm going to give you the, the stage here. Tell me everything that is coming up in 2023, uh, yeah. where you don't have to go through all the cities, but what you're going to be doing. And because yeah. we talk, I, I am, I am so blown away about how much you've grown in this last year and you use yeah. the social media numbers to, to sort of, to make that very, very clear, but I can't imagine what it's going to be like next year. So what do you got coming up? Yeah. So we're going coast to coast and it's, it's very funny that we've said it from the start of the, you know, the one city world tour or the seven city world tour. It's not about where we're going right now. It's where we're going in the future. Right. And it's where we're going to be. And that's why the, the wording has always been world tour. Um, and we're going coast to coast this year, 33 cities um, from, you know, Rancho Cucamonga, California, all the way up to Portland, Maine, and pretty much everywhere in between. Um, and we're playing in bigger ballparks with more people, more fans, and uh, more entertainment. You know, we're always bringing on new characters, and so I'm excited about some of the new characters that are going to be joining us. I'm excited about some of the cast that we have uh, coming up, and like I said, the players. The players are 
bought in and this is going to be a very, very fun season of banana ball. I mean, it is our full time thing and, and still getting to bring it to Savannah. And, and there's nothing like we, we use this analogy a lot, which is kind of funny of like, you can, you can watch frozen on TV or you can watch Mickey mouse clubhouse on TV, but there's nothing like going to Disneyland, right? You can come see us on the road in your cities and all this thing. And you're going to get an incredible product that we're very proud of, but there's really truly nothing like being in Savannah. So also being able to play in front of our fans in Savannah and have more games than we would have if we were in the coastal plain league, uh, has been really cool to see. And we're very, very excited about that. Well, listen, I, once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please pass on a, th- a, th- a huge thank you to all your cohorts, all the players, all the executives, all, all the, everybody, everybody. Yep. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, we, like you said, we're, we're like-minded. We, we had this cause. You guys obviously have taken it at the mountaintop of, of giving this message. Baseball isn't boring. We appreciate it. We're set. If we could send you a million T-shirts, we would. We'll send you a few more. Uh, but uh, but Zach, so thanks so much for joining. It's always great to talk to you. I can't wait to meet you in person. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Have me anytime. I'm I'm excited. I love talking about it. So anytime you guys need it, you let me know, and I'll be here. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I. Uh... I look over at my dad and I I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.